Hey, what's up, guys, and welcome to Talk for the Quickfire podcast, where we ask four great questions to unique and interesting people. Behind the mic today on Talk for is your host, Louis Scoopian. That's me. And our special guest for today, Mark Smith, who will be answering our questions today. Mark, please introduce yourself and give us a quick rundown of what you do before I shoot some questions. Yeah, first and foremost, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very humbled and honored. Uh, my name is uh, Mark Smith, um, and uh, what I really take pride of myself is I'm the million dollar man. Uh, what I mean by that is I have made a pledge that I would invest $1 million into my mindset. I'm a firm believer of mindset investing, and um, because at the end of the day, the mindset is the only return on investment we have control over. Um, and this all spewed from me what I thought was going from a, a life cycle of going from regs to riches and then back to regs and then building riches again. Uh, the common denominator was my broken scarcity mindset. So I actually had to take extreme ownership of that. And um, it's nice that I, I see the light at the end of the tunnel now. So uh, we can break that down further, what that means. But uh, my business that I'm focused on, I'm actually I do a lot of mindset coaching. Um, I do have uh, men I work with, specifically a lot of men. I got some women I work with. Um, I do a lot of sales coaching. So my background is high ticket sales. I have done over 25 years of high ticket sales and uh, I'm a real estate investor. Fantastic stuff. And um, no, no, I've, I've been following you for a while and um, it, it's it's really good to see the content you put out. I find it's, um, it's, it's nice seeing a post from you on my feed. It's always something to take away from it. There's always something valuable from it. And what you said about the mindset investing actually is very relevant because I do have a couple of questions regarding that too. So I'm very keen to find out what you have to say about it. So if you're keen, let's get on with question number one, I think. Yeah, let's go. Brilliant. So for question number one, I wanted to ask about real estate, mainly about people who are new to the game and want to get into it. So my question is, how can someone new to real estate actually start and what sort of a deal should or shouldn't they be looking for at the beginning? Yeah. So, you know what, I, I'll, I'll talk from my own side and then just talking from what I've seen out there from other people. Um, the key thing is action cures all. Tom Batlou says it's action cures all, but there's a difference between taking the right action and the wrong action. Right. And so an analogy I give all the time is you look at, uh, look at the most celebrated Olympian, Michael Phelps, for example, um, Michael Phelps, if you put him in a swimming pool, Michael Phelps can still drown. That's just the reality of it but he's equipped himself to mitigate that risk versus someone like myself jumping in an Olympic swimming pool has a higher likelihood of hurting myself or drowning. And so what I tell people that want to get into real estate investing is you want to be in action. You have to be in flow, but you don't want to get stuck with that analysis paralysis because a lot of people are fearful because it's a big investment and so forth. You have to remember that the power of leverage, it's one of the only areas where you can actually leverage where you can, all you need is 20% down or 5% down and you can buy a great asset. However, however, saying that when I say don't do it recklessly, the most important investment I believe is, is getting a mentor. You know, you want to find a mentor and that someone that you emulate to where they're going to go or where they're going. And you want to hire that person? Cause at the end of the day, that's going to be your best investment. Um, a lot of people are looking for that get rich quick scheme. They're looking to, let me just invest right away, whether it be crypto, whether it be real estate, whatever, and they're expecting the big payday. It's actually a, a major mistake in my opinion. And how I know this is because I did, I did that. I did that in that I had believed in scarcity. I had that scarcity mindset. I had an ego that my head wouldn't fit through the door and said, why would I hire a mentor when I could just do this? And it was great. 
you know, I went and bought some properties, but I got myself into, into some trouble and it wasn't trouble of losing money and that kind of stuff. It was just, I hit some walls very quickly and I didn't know what to do after the fact. If I could reverse my decision-making process, it would have been hire a real estate investor or mentor of some sort that could help me or navigate through the fires, navigate through everything and better equip me. So, so for someone to think about getting into real estate investing, what you want to do is you want to network and you want to find out who the real estate investors are in your area or where you're interested in investing. And number, and after that is finding out, you know, it's, do they offer mentorship? Do they offer coaching? Um, you got to pay to play. That's my, that's my advice right there. Interesting. And yeah, I totally agree with that. I think um, there've definitely been ventures in my past where I've tried to do things and have not taken advice or haven't seeked out you know help or anything at the beginning and then I mean for me there's been a couple of times where it's just come completely wrong off the back of that and I've wished I'd had the knowledge beforehand and I do totally agree you know having a mentor someone to look over your shoulder pointing in the, in the right direction you know it's, it's priceless really and that knowledge isn't something you can really just find you know in a YouTube video is it you have to have someone you can talk to and really kind of communicate with on a personal level so yeah totally totally on board with that for sure great so for question number two actually going more into the kind of the mindset thing now um i heard a lot in your pages about mindset investing like you said at the start there as well could you tell us exactly what that is how that works and how we can all benefit from it mindset investing yeah indeed yeah so mindset, mindset investing like the biggest travesty to 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 humankind these days is that we're not investing in ourselves that is that that's the foundation ourselves are the foundation i mean you know you you go around or if someone was to ask everybody that that's following you on instagram and so forth and ask them a very specific question do you love yourself and i could tell you in this climate people may think they do but when they do a deep dive they don't um you know, we're seeing this everywhere, whether it be COVID, whether it be government stuff, things that we really have no control over at the end of the day. And what I found was I, you know, in my, you know, what, what the, the, the journey I went on, I had a, a really bad marital breakdown. Uh, I had parental alienation in that my, my ex-spouse turned my children against me. And I could tell you when my net worth went, went completely upside down because of all this, if it wasn't for me focusing on my mindset, my mentors, and I have one of my mentors is Tim Story. He actually is Robert Downey Jr.'s life coach. He is Kanye West's life coach. I mean, he worked with Kobe Bryant. I mean, these are just some of the names that, that he's affiliated with. And he even said, if I didn't work on my mindset, I would have been a statistic. I would have harmed myself in an in, in addiction or, or even worse. So why is mindset and investing so important? Again, I talked about equipping we are not equipping ourselves right now. I think a lot of humankind, I'll, I'll pick on men. We've gotten soft. We've gotten weak. I mean, there's, you know, you talk about Marcus Aurelius and all these other things. I mean, uh, Joe Rogan talked about this is the quadrant that's out there. And the quadrant goes, you know, strong men create uh, good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. Hard times create strong men. What is actually happening here is we're in a, in, a, in a stage now where men are becoming weak. We are becoming weak as, as a society, as a part of society. We're seeing this with the level of addictions, whether it be um, gaming addictions. I mean, a 40-year-old choosing to go home instead of spending time with their family or 30-year-old or pursuing excellence 
is now choosing gaming, whether it be alcohol, whether it be drugs. Another major factor is porn addiction. Porn addiction is, is on the rise. It's ridiculous. So people are looking for that quick fix of dopamine release, and then they can't even have a conversation with a woman or someone from the opposing sex or the same sex. It doesn't matter. So what's happening with this, and, and, and to go further more with that, there's actually a term that just come out, which is actually called PAED, which is porn addiction erectile dysfunction. So men in their 20s can't even get a, 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 an erection because they need porn. So this is a travesty. But this just goes to, and it just basically amplifies the issue that there is work required on mindset. Now, on the, on the feminine side, there's issues as well. We look at suicide. Suicide rates are on the rise. In fact, I think I read a statistic that 67%, 67% of suicides in the UK are actually men. Wow. Of the 67% of suicides, 80, I think it was like 86 or 88% were actually married men. Married men. So there's, there's a major issue. So it doesn't matter if someone's investing in crypto. It doesn't matter if someone's investing in real estate. There's, there's a common denominator and that's oneself. So, you know, people talk about, Oh, I want to get a fresh start. So I'm going to move away. You can't move away from yourself. You have to fix you. So Mm -hmm. mindset investing is investing in oneself. That is the ultimate self care, because if you don't love yourself, why, how can you expect someone to love you? Interesting. And just to dive into that a little bit more, actually, what, what does mindset investing actually look like in a, from a physical standpoint? So would you say that's kind of just, is it more of a, um, a time thing where it's sort of what you're actually doing with your time and how you're spending it? So things that are more gratifying towards it, or is it something that's more sort of based around money in a sense, where you're sort of physically investing into, you know, either whether that's courses, books, um, experiences, you know, what does... What does mindset investing look like to you, for example? Mindset investing to me is investing in yourself. That could be time. That could be money. One doesn't need to have money to invest in themselves. See, time is finite. Everything everything else is infinite. You want money? It's out there. You want jobs? They're out there. The one thing that we don't have enough of is is time. Time is finite. So we need to use our time. We have to respect our time. When we're not respecting our time, we're not respecting ourselves. So what does that look like? What is mindset investing? Mindset investing is just not mindset piece. It's, it's, it's the mindset aspect. It's the spirit piece and it's the body piece. It's the connectivity. It's the connectivity between all three self-care. So mindset investing for me is also comes from a lot of our programming. A lot of us are programmed and we don't even know we're programmed. It could be our upbringing. It could be an, an emotional, a massive emotional event that, takes us away from the path that that we're on changes the trajectory which then affects our thoughts then affects our feelings and as a result changes our actions and ultimately our results so how does one invest in their mindset so putting yourself first it's okay to be selfish now i'm not saying selfish to harm others it is okay listeners you have my permission to put yourself first meaning hey when i wake up in the morning i'm going to go get my workout in I'm going to do, I'm going to write down, I'm going to journal. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to do these things because what I tell people is that I was a chronic people pleaser all my life. And what I thought was being selfless, I was actually being selfish because it, it, stroke, it, it actually stroked my ego that people had to love me. 
And it wasn't until I hit rock bottom that I realized I had to make a change here because I'm, it's my fault. I have to take ownership of it. So what I did was I started becoming more selfish and I started focusing on me first. And once that happened, guess what? I became selfless. So invest in yourself, like the time. It doesn't matter if you're reading. Like I tell people, read, like read, read, read. You have to read, get a book, pick up a read on, uh, on anything with respect to nonfiction. Invest in yourself. Because the brain is plastic. The brain is the only organ that we want to grow, okay? we got neurons firing all the time. And when we're not, what happens is we get atrophy. I actually had um, a guest on my podcast who was actually uh, a professor on The Secret, okay? So Dr. John Demartini. And we talked about this. And one of his students talked about how her husband has severe dementia at a, at a very young age. Guess like, so what I asked anybody is that, so there's a certain time where his brain and his, and his symptoms are actually heightened. And there's times where his symptoms are actually going down. The symptoms are heightened when he's not focusing on himself and his purpose. The symptoms actually come back and rear its ugly head in that time. But when he's focused on his purpose, focus on the things he enjoys, focus on himself, his symptoms dissipate. So interesting. What be reading? It could be just going for a nice walk. Be, it's okay to be alone. There's a lot of people that are scared to be alone. I am a, I'm the most uh, social person there is, but I have to take time for myself. Mm. Okay. Meditate. We could talk about manifestations, journaling, gratitude. These are all things that someone, if I could tell someone, someone says, I need to invest in myself. Okay. These are the things I'd suggest you do is start from here, but we have to be, First and foremost, we have to be self-aware before we can get self-acceptance and then, and then self-regulation. So we have to be self-aware first. So I, I know I threw a lot at you what that what mindset investing is. It's not, it's not one or two things. It, it's deeply layered and it's, it's going to require deep work. It doesn't work by just opening up a book once and then you're all of a sudden a mindset investor. Investing is a verb. It has to be continuous. Yeah, yeah. Like any other muscle, I guess it's, it has to be, you know, if you want to grow a muscle in the gym, it kind of works like that with your mind as well. You have to have consistency to whatever it is. And you can't just, a, a one-off just, it, it just isn't enough, is it? You, you can't do something one time and feel good about it for a second. But yeah, no, I, I like, I like, I like your points about, you know, mindset investing. I think it is very interesting how in, in that sense of investing, there's different currencies, isn't there? There's, you know, there's the money side of it. And then there's the time that's definitely a currency. And then there's just that, doing the things that you know you need to do as well um and i think yeah. you know i'm going to take something from that as well i'm going to definitely think about things i can do to you know give myself more more time and more you know things that will, will benefit me in my health as well you know mm-hmm. oh. for sure so for question number three as a motivational speaker how can someone start out on a journey in that field and what makes a great speech in your opinion what makes a great, you know, what makes a great speech and is number one is being real. Um, don't be a, don't be a furu. And a furu is a term I heard, which is a, instead of saying a guru is people that are fake when they're doing that. They basically use other people's stories and they're, they want to, they want to get out there and they want to stand on a, on a, on a soapbox. Um, so be real because What's going to allow you to attract an audience is number one is being relatable. 
you have to be relatable. Number two is you have there has to be an element of likability. Okay, likability is going to be is going to be critical. Number three is honesty. Is just be honest. I think there's more to lose. One, you know, and that, again, this is where the ego kicks in. The ego kicks in, says, "Well, I better not share all my dirty laundry because that's gonna that's going to affect or someone's gonna look at me the wrong way." If that's what you're thinking, you should be even being a motivational speaker, mm. right? Uh, I'm a firm believer that my vulnerability is my superpower. And this is why I've been asked to speak on so many different stages and different podcasts, because I'm, I'm really honest. And I say, like, I take extreme ownership. Hey, I had a marriage dissolution. I hit rock bottom. I had all this. I take extreme ownership of it. I'm not there pointing the finger at the government saying, hey, you guys did this and it's affecting men. Or, or lawyers or whatever it is, I take extreme ownership because again, I'm the only, I'm the only, uh, I'm the only thing I can have control over. So if someone wants to become a motivational speaker is number one is find out what makes you relatable. Storytelling. Everybody has a story. Every, actually, somebody told me this, everybody has a scar in their body with every scar in their body. There's a story to tell. So we have to tell stories and shares, you know, you, you look at like, um, all, I have mentors all over the world. And what made me sign on with them and get mentored by them was them being honest with me and sharing their scars because it allowed me to say, hey, they're relatable. I get this. I'm not the only person going through this. Brilliant. Other, other aspects of it is don't, you know, social media is, is free. Post Instagram videos. There could be something that you're going to say to someone that's going to trigger them and change their lives. Like, I mean, I have had people reach out to me and said, you saved my life. I've had people reach out to me saying, because of a podcast you did, I quit smoking. I'm like, I've never talked about smoking in my podcast. And they said, there was something in there that you, it hit me and I, and I had to do this. I've had people reach out to me and say, thank you. I stopped being a little bitch. And that's what they write themselves on. Uh, right. That's what they tell themselves because <laughs> of something I said. Right. So, and I mean, I, I'm not coming up with this stuff. I'm regurgitating it from my mentors, right? I'm just sharing it. Um, and so that'd be my advice is again, be real, be honest, be rela be relatable. Uh, likeability is going to be there. Um, and I'll tell the audience is don't be a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, lo I love that bit. I love how someone just messaged you. It's like, Hey, you know what? I listen to your podcast and I have decided I am no longer going to be a little bitch. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's quality. I, I bet you had a good laugh at that when that came through. <laughs> so for uh, our fourth and final question, um, sticking to the mindset subject for question four, what have you noticed in the mindsets and habits of successful people versus unsuccessful people that you think has got them to where they are? Hmm. Fear. Fear. Hmm. The reason I say that is, you know, when, and now this is going to go at, at a deep level and there's so many books on this, right? We can talk about uh, Napoleon Hill's book, Thinking Grow Rich, uh, Whittling the Devil, uh, even, even, even modern day books today. And, you know, we can talk about law of attraction. So law of attraction is pretty straightforward, you know, what, what, uh, where, you know, where your attention goes, energy flows. And so I've been on both spectrums, right? I've been on spectrums at, at the highest high where I felt like I walk on water for example, and that sounds, you know, for someone that's religious, I apologize. That's not what I mean, but I, was, I had so much confidence that 
it was just attracting things. Things were just coming my way. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And then on the other side, I hit the lowest point of my life. And so if we look at, if we put a line across and we look at positive vibration or positive frequencies and negative frequencies, the lowest frequency is going to be shame. It's going to be fear. It's going to be guilt. And nothing is more paralyzing than fear. When one is fearful, like just think of a deer in the headlights, they freeze. Yet they have a chance to move forward or backwards, but they freeze. Now imagine if some of us, one of us, or you know, someone out there gets hit by something emotionally, physically, or whatever, what happens is they freeze and they stay stuck. Mm-hmm. So one has to recognize that first of all. Okay. So fear is 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 the biggest factor. When I talk about fear, fear brings in other things. Fear brings in uh, feelings of procrastination, envy, jealousy, and that kind of stuff. Okay. So fear, fear is, is really what it comes down to. And my mentor actually, um, he explained this to me and I'm a firm believer about this is that when we take our mind, so our mindset, and let's just say we take our mindset and we basically put a, put a knife through it. For example, we have our conscious mind, we have our subconscious mind. Okay. Our conscious mind is things that come from our senses, okay? So it could be something I read, for example, something I hear, something I I see, anything to do with my senses, something I smell, all those things, okay? That is taught, okay? Then I have the other side, which is my subconscious mind, and the subconscious mind is, is comes from the sense of feeling. Remember I was talking before the law of attraction, how we feel on different vibration levels? Vibration levels don't come from your intellect, they're coming from your emotions, how you're feeling. So in, 20, in 2021, I, I shared this with people. 2020 was one of my best years. 2021, I went through hell and back. And I, working my way backwards, it was the element of fear that kicked in. I had COVID last year. Like it was, I thought I was going to die. Like there was a lot of negativity that happened for me. So going back to the conscious and subconscious mind, the way my mentors explained it to me, think of your, your conscious mind as the horse. And your subconscious mind as the jockey. Now, a jockey on, on a horse is going to be maybe 110 pounds or very, very small. And you can imagine the, the sheer force of a horse. So the horse is doing his thing, but the, the jockey has to take control of that horse. So you could, read, you could read one of the most powerful books by Tony Robbins. But if your subconscious mind does not have the connectivity to feeling, it's going to pull you back. So I can read a book that says, okay, go go and make a million dollars today by selling this. But if my subconscious mind is fearful, it's going to say, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm pulling you back to being fearful. So one has to now reprogram to make sure that the jockey and the horse are in alignment. You can't have one going one way and the other, the other way. You won't even get past the starting line. Sure. Okay. So I wanted to ask one more thing about this, actually, just on regards to fear and it's a very difficult question very deep question um but it was just something i was thinking about as you were saying that what do you think is the root of fear in in people what what do you have an an, a sense or kind of an idea what it is that creates fear in the first place or what is it about people that 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 inspires fear in them What, what do you think about that well, I, th- I think there's so many different factors, right? It could be fear of not a fear. Of sp- Actually, the day here it is. It's survival. I mm. believe we've always, 
as, as humankind, we've always been fearful. Um, this can go back to the cavemen with dinosaurs. They were fearful of dinosaurs. Um, for example, there's always an element of fear. I believe there's also an element uh, where that comes in is scarcity. It's, it's been engineered with pre-programmed, as you could say, is because when, you know, there's only one chicken and you got a tribe of 50, who's going to eat first. So maybe that's it. I mean, I'm, I'm just, th- these are some of my ideologies. I could be completely wrong with this, but I think this has been pre-programmed into us. And what happens from generation to generation, to generation, to generation, it just keeps on seeding it. And what is so, so important is there has to be a generation that has to break that cycle. And it's going to take that one individual or that one tribe that's going to change the trajectory of the rest of the tribe. So for me, in in my upbringing, I mean, I was blessed. I mean, my parents, I mean, I love my parents to death and so forth. They they immigrated to Canada. Um, They left everything there in, in, in East Africa. But coming from an immigrant family, it was like, there's a lot of scarcity because when you leave a country and all you have is two suitcases, it's very hard to think abundance. It's about surviving. So you live in that environment, you live in that environment and the environment is the number one factor that's going to affect your programming. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So where's that fear come from? It's so deeply rooted, but we need to do something about that fear. Okay. There's a lot. And, and this is why 90, if here's, here's the, here's the key point is that if we had no fear in society, everybody would be an entrepreneur. Everybody would not want a job. They would want to be an entrepreneur, but why do people choose to have a job? Because of safety. Why do they choose safety? Because of fear. Makes sense to me. <laughs> I like what you said there. Just think uh, there's nothing quite like a, a set of razor sharp teeth chasing you down to make you run a bit faster, is there? <laughs> well, absolutely. And and that's and that's and that's that's what we have to retrain ourselves to be those those um you know to be to go be those dream chasers again. Let's go chase those dreams. Don't do not settle just because someone says you have to settle. Don't be that beta person. Be the alpha person you were designed to be. Absolutely. Excellent. So that is our four questions done for today. And before we wrap this up, it is time for the shameless plug. Mark, please feel free to take a minute to promote anything you're working on, want people to take a look at or just something you believe in. Sure, absolutely. So there's a, I'm always working on something, but you know what? Uh, honestly, the shameless plug is just, you know, let's uh, reach out to me on Instagram. It's at the Mark Smith official. Uh, we'd love to connect with you. Like I said, my focus is, is high ticket sales mindset coaching, sales coaching. I'm a real estate investor, uh, really helping, working with both men and female and onto achieving your dreams and, and really breaking mindset barriers. Uh, one of my core passions is to help men um, get out of their funk and get their, get their manhood back um, instead of being castrated um, because I know that because I was there. So that's my shameless plug. Brilliant. Mark, thank you so much for joining me today for the Talk 4 podcast. It has been an absolute pleasure having you on and thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Brilliant. Thank you guys for listening. See you in the next episode and don't forget to like, subscribe and leave your thoughts in the comments. Signing off for now.